Good afternoon, Dad. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Wonderful. Uh, today is the 8th of June, 2019, and it's a beautiful Saturday. We are here to record um, part of our 1440 program and chat a little bit about the idea of humility. And I'd love to hear your thoughts today about humility, Dad. Well, thanks, uh, Sabra. And, uh, you know, uh, they say at the end of your life, which I'm pretty much at, uh, there's not a lot of room for anything but humility, even though uh, maybe there are people who uh, that doesn't apply to. But in, in, in the sense of where I'm at in a hospice situation with chronic uh, class 4 uh, COPD and congestive heart failure, uh, the, the, there's not much room for me to get around uh, uh, the BS area because uh, humility for me at the moment is trying to be as truthful and honest about life as I can. And uh, I had to learn humility because I didn't have much of it. But I had to learn humility uh, from uh, a lot of battering of my head against the wall and running into uh, glass doors and finding myself uh, feeling really uh, un uneasy about myself. And a friend of mine said to me, when you, when you feel something in your gut that's not quite right, you might want to look at your humility. And they taught me these, uh, these steps to humility. And, uh, and they taught me that uh, the word humility comes from the word humus, which means of the earth. And uh, when you read in a dictionary about the word humility, you read a lot of the definitions that kind of head off that point that, oh, you're, you're less than or, or you're, uh, you're not as good as. When the real truth of humility is that you are, you are of the earth, you're equal to another person, you're not less than or more than. And the opposite of humility, of course, is pride. That's where I'm better than or, you know, I'm more important or more powerful uh, than someone else. And I, I kind of gloat over that. And uh, the other side of that is where I cower and I feel less than somebody else in their shadow, and I'm not as good as or as important as. But uh, that's shameful. That's not humility. Humility is recognizing that I'm equal to. Now, if somebody's intimidating me, in, uh, and I'm looking at them, uh, I, I fall into that, oh, I'm lesser than. I'm not humble. But if I look at someone and say, you know, we're the same. And I look at that and I say, I shouldn't feel less than or greater than that person. Now, that's not easy to do. If some glorious godlike person walks up to you and stares at you and say, bend your knee to me, there's a possibility that you'll feel intimidated. But if you really look at them in the eye, you might feel a little more humility and be able to stare them in the eye and say, we're equal, sir, or ma'am. Now, uh, in 1910, 
there was a poem published by a very famous poet, writer, newspaper man named Rudyard Kipling. And he wrote a, a poem which summarizes the, uh, the essence of uh, this issue of, uh, of humility. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a, a stanza of it, and then I'll have Saber read one, and then I'll finish it up, okay? This is the word, the, the poem, If. And I want you to, 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 to read this on your own, too. And it starts out like this. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowances for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about doesn't deal and don't deal in lies, or being hated don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good, nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim. If you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same. If you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools. If you can make a heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss, if you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance, distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And, which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Now, Rudyard Kipling <coughs> kind of wrote that for his, uh, his son, they say. But it applies to a daughter, too. It's not just a masculine thing. The idea of humility is that we are equals in the face of of intimidation or of shame. Think about those two. You're either intimidated by someone or you're shameful. It makes you feel less than. But when you start rising above others and you stand above them and look down at them, you know, you're, you're, you are rising into the, uh, the most dangerous place you can be, that, that pride where you are special and everyone is unspecial. Interesting that uh, the Pope in the Catholic religion, uh, when he speaks, uh, he speaks in the word we. He doesn't use the word I. 
And uh, the reason he doesn't is that I is a is a is a uh, uh, dangerous word because it makes you feel like you are God. Uh, you are special. You are above all others. Uh, one of the quickest way to see if you're exercising pride or not in a conversation. Count how many times you say the word I. If you uh, uh, want to have a, a good exercise, try not saying the word I in a full day. Because the minute you say the word I, uh, everyone turns off. Because who wants to know what's going on in your head? Nobody. They want you to know what's going on in their head. So if you turn the word I to you, you're asking them to speak to you. If you say their I, you're asking them to listen to you. Now think about that. How many times do you say the word I? I went to a party once with my wife, and when you came in the party, you, you put a safety pin uh, on your uh, lapel, you hosted. And every time you said the word I, you had to give that safety pin to somebody, or they would take it from you. And at the end of the party, the person with the most safety pins won, and they were the person that didn't say I. Because it just it, it, it reminds you how self-centered we are. The word I, I, I. And, it, and it, that's a sense of pride. Now, there are people with a lot of pride, people with a lot less pride. But what if we were all cut from the same cloth? What if we all had the same level, like in the poem If? What if we were the same to all? It would be a lot better communication. More importantly, we would be able to express ourselves more honestly and more openly. I think uh, Shakespeare said it, To thine own self be true, so that when I speak to others, I may speak the truth. Thank you. Thank you, Dad. And if you like this podcast, please pass it on and share it with someone else. You can also contribute if you are interested in the 1440 program to Cliff and Lori McKenzie, uh, 53 East, 9th, East 7th Street, Apartment 9, New York, New York, 10003. Thank you.